No. So does that mean I have to pay for it when the house gets taken out by a tornado? Put ice in the water? Hi, and welcome to Teen Conversations. I'm here with... Linda. And Tim. How are you guys doing today? We're great. Good. Great. Um, so, I have some topics that we're going to discuss. Um, look at them. Okay, there we go. So, stress. Stress. A lot of stress in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you guys deal with stress? Hmm. Kind of, de- for me, it depends on what the situation is. So, my work stress, I handle differently than my personal stress. So, at work, I have a tendency to home and explode and be more angry right at work don't want to show it but as soon as I get home and I think home stress I have a tendency to shut down more shut down more Mm -hmm. not talk about it so how does that like how does that weigh on you when you just shut down Uh, it usually (laughs) what I have found out recently is that it comes out uh, physically like I end up sick with a migraine or a bad back or something like that. How do you deal with it all the time? Well, I've been retired for the last four years now, so my stress level, I think, has gone <laughs> way, way down. I really don't deal with a whole lot now. Um, I find if it's riding my bike or maybe physical exercise of some sort, walking a lot, um, it just helps clear my mind and be a little more at ease with myself, I guess. So do you think that... Uh, have you ever felt like you've been depressed or down for a while because of stress or any other things in your life? There was one time in my life, and again, it was work-related that caused it, but it seemed to last quite a while, and I ended up going to a therapist over it because I just could not move beyond how I was feeling and crying a lot. And so, yeah. I, my life's been blessed with pretty stress-free life. Um, never really had to worry about losing a job or, um, you know, I was same employee for 35 years and good paying union job and benefits and everything. So in that regard, uh, work-related stress was never really an issue with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything else in my life has been really pretty, pretty easy going. I've been really lucky. And, fortunate in that respect so stress hasn't been a real issue for me can I ask a question of course what about selling a house well of course temporarily <laughs> stressed I guess a little bit and uh, yeah I tend to always uh, play through my mind worst case scenario mm-hmm. and uh, but it works out in the end you think I'd know that by now because we've <laughs> sold a few houses in our time mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, probably that's mainly about it. Uh-huh. So do you think? So do you think that your generation ha- is happier than maybe say my generation or my parents' generation because you know you knew or you thought you knew what you were going to do in life from a young age, and it was it was. Not easy, but 
you, you knew you could get it done if you just worked hard enough. Like, you could go and get a good job. I think that was it for me. Um, I, you know, graduated from high school and was like, I don't know what I want, wanted to do, you know. Figured, I figured I could figure that out on the way. Uh, so I went to community college for a couple of years and still didn't know what I wanted to do. But you're right, I always knew at that time, uh, back say 72, 4, I knew I could get by. I could go out and get a, a job that I could get by and, you know, buy the basic needs that I need to get by and even provide. get married and provide if I had to. Um, so yeah, that was, of course, unionization back then was a lot higher too in the workplace and I think that had a lot to do with better paying jobs for everyone and more abundant, you know, not having to work two jobs and stuff, so lucky in that respect too, so not as much. It was a concern, you know, mm -hmm. like what am I going to do with my life? I should do something that I love, but I never really found out. I don't think we had as much pressure, Yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And I also feel, and I don't know if we learned this from our parents or what, but it was okay to fail. And I wonder if younger generation, they have to be successful from a very young age when, and this is me maybe being judgmental, but kids start out so early young uh, being in ballet and music and dance and soccer and and you have to be the best at all of it, you know? Yeah. And then go to school and you better get really good grades. Where for us, it was okay to get B's and C's, you know? Our, our parents were okay with that. So I don't think we did have as much pressure. Yeah, I understand that, yeah. I, I didn't start sports until I was eight, nine, so I don't really think I had that before, any like pressure before that. Yeah. And. Yeah, I think I, I was pretty lucky that I never had to be the best. Like, I was okay with not being the best. Mm -hmm. Not okay, because I'm really competitive. <laughs> but, like, understand, like, I might not be the best, but maybe next year. Yeah. But, yeah, I think a lot of kids now, they their parents want them to be uber successful. And it's it's a lot of... It's a lot of weighing it's a lot weighing down on them mm -hmm. um i think they i think also they deal with it a lot differently than maybe how you might have de dealt with it when you were younger because like i don't know i feel like they might not have anybody to talk to they might not have any anywhere to go um or they might just be going to like a therapist or uh, a doctor who just gives them pills and takes their money right. so what, what is your guys' opinion on that the pills and taking taking their the money younger people who just it seems we have friends who have younger people who are probably your age mm -hmm. and that quite a few of them are on meds you know and um i don't for me i i wish that they were able to talk to their parents maybe more and I know the parents try, it's nothing against the parents, but I think the world is different, technology is different, everything you do is now out, you know, whether it's what we have for dinner or whatever, it's posted, and I think there's just a lot of judgment. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's a lot of quick fix, like, you know, take a pill, because everything, I think is our society is like, everything has to be done quickly, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, if you just take a pill, everything will be fine, or, so I think that's some of it, but, you know, I think a lot of it, you know, now, like when we got married 45 years ago, 20% of the women didn't work in the workplace. And now to have that same income that you had 45 years ago, both have to work. It takes away from, I think the kids may be feeling a place of home, of being grounded, of being loved. And I also think from the female point of view though nowadays too, it's it does take, I believe, two people working to be able to have the big house and the two big cars mm -hmm. and all, everything you want to do and travel. Um, but also, I hear from younger people that they they don't want to just sit at home and be a housewife, and you know they want they want to have their own careers and they want to. Um, I mean, that desire is different than it was before, too. I think. I think there's. It's well, more than just the economics. Yeah. So, you you both worked. So how did you guys manage working and raising your kids? Well. Well, we we hope it was well. <laughs> um, we. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I worked always from the time the kids were really little. So when they were really young, like newborn age, um, Ted was working full time, of course, and I would work on Saturdays and Sundays, and our moms would rotate the weekends babysitting the kids. Um, and then when they got a little bit older and I went full-time work, um, I would work graveyard so that I could come, I'd be home by the time they had to go to school and get them off to school, and then come home and you know sleep while they were at school and then get up and get dinner and stuff, and then I'd go to work when it was time for them to go to bed. So for us, that worked out okay. You know, um, and I know they took care of themselves probably younger than was right. But once Craig was twelve, really, yeah, we let them be at home by themselves. Mm -hmm. well, you know, you took the night shift a few times just so mm -hmm. you could be home when they got there. And, yeah, so or Ted would, or when I did graveyard too, Ted would get them up early, early, early in the morning, get them breakfast, and then take them to their aunt's house, you know, and your grandma babysat them when they were little, and so, I mean, it was a juggling act, but it was important for us, though, too, to be involved in their lives, mm -hmm. so whether it was scout leaders or youth group, or we did a lot of camping when they were little, and I, I and when it was vacations, we always did family vacations, Ted right. and I, I don't think we ever went on a vacation. No. It was just 10 no, nine. No, was family. But we never regretted that. We loved, we loved that. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And w one point I'd like to go back a little bit. Uh, I didn't want to come across that moms or women should stay home in the house. Um, <laughs> that wasn't it at all. You know, the male, yeah, they need to have their influence too. Mm -hmm. But just important to know that there's time for for the kids, mm -hmm. you know, that they are important in their lives. And yeah. Did you guys ever think about if, so did you guys push hard for your kids to go to college or were you okay with them not going to college? 
So we, I, I want to say we really didn't give them an option. So when they were like two and three, we just started talking about when you go to college. Because neither, Ted and I both did a little bit of community college, but not real college. And so it was always like, well, when you go to college or when you go to college. And I think one of the boys, they might have been 10 or so, said, well, I don't want to go to college. He said, well, that's fine. You can work at McDonald's. <laughs> and it was like, I don't want to work at McDonald's. Well, so... So yes, it, it was their choice, of course, but I think we kind of planted that seed and kept fertilizing right. it. Going yeah. to college, uh, going to choice, college. you know, Linda and I never, you know, did that. And I, I think a lot of it was that we could see the value in college too at, at that time. I don't think maybe changing now, but um, to see them succeed and have an opportunity that we didn't have because. And I think we also felt like the college experience, uh -huh. the degree was great, but that experience of college, you know, of the interaction with other people from different way, walks of life, the whole college experience was also important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. College experience. Mm -hmm. um, do you think college influences, like, everything about a person, from their political views to how they act? I think it broadens, broadens your views, you know, because you come from whatever your family has taught you and talked about around the dinner table or mm -hmm. whatever, and you go to college and whether it's your professors or other people that you're living with, you know, um, I think it just helps, maybe helps you question things more and gives you a better perspective on life. Yeah. Speaking of political views, <laughs> the election is coming up. It's yes. in about 23 days. Scary. Scary. Um, who, who is your guys' preferred candidate? Of the two? Of the two, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can, you can vote for me if you want. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I don't think in our minds there's any question, but, you know, we're voting Democrat. Voting Democrat. Mm -hmm. So is it? And it's not that we, for me, I've not always voted Democrat, mm -hmm. but it is important this time around. Yeah. So you guys are, you guys like Biden over Trump? Um, for me, a lot. Of, I, I am more progressive in my thoughts and my, in my ideas. So Biden, but Biden wouldn't have been my first choice. Um, probably Elizabeth Warren or. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> but, Ooh, that's a hot take. Yeah, um, but the man upstairs wouldn't. Not God. The man up the <laughs> stairs would not agree with that. But <laughs> so much of our country right now, everyone says it's divided, and from my perspective is there's a driving force in that, and it's Donald Trump, and it's like, how can this country stand and, and move forward in a in a positive, real manner? If there's division within our own country, if we can't even, you know, get along, and when you have the president of the United States pointing fingers at one side constantly, and they're wrong, you know, their ideas are wrong, you know, uh, he's not really a president for all the people, and I don't think unless we get someone that can do that, our country's not going to be going anywhere. Yeah. Um. I can't vote. I'm not old enough. But I'd probably vote Biden as well because 
I think his values do align more with mine than Donald Trump's. But saying that, I don't prefer really any either candidate. They're both not great. They're both probably not great people. And uh, my first choice, I actually, I don't even know who my first choice would have been. But, yeah, I don't, I, I actually, I was, I was thinking about this earlier, and I think I said it to you, uh, that I think our country would be better off if the people running for president were, instead of Donald Trump and Joe Biden, were Kamala Harris and Mike Pence. I would be way happier if those were our two candidates, because they might... They might believe in the same things as their running mates, but they're way more well-spoken, way more respectful. Educated. Educated. Way more educated. Mm -hmm. And I think as a country, as a whole, we probably would agree mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you wonder, like, even how did Biden, he wasn't number one in the numbers, but then all of a sudden that's our choice. You know, right. so it, it, it's sad how in America our politics. Have yeah, and it's so much us against them, and you know, mm -hmm. um, on both sides. It's Instead of really focusing on what the real issues are. Mm -hmm. So, so, do you guys believe that the DNC didn't want Bernie Sanders make uh, being the presidential nominee? Oh, this go round. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, it was just weird if all of a sudden, one day it's like, Biden should get out, he doesn't have a chance, and then virtually in two or three days, it's like, no, he's the front runner. Yeah. And I don't know what happened, I don't know what's all behind the, the DNC, but from the election before that, I sure don't trust him when they pushed Hillary through. Yeah. So, that comes into question a little bit. So, have you liked Bernie since 2016? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like his ideas. Uh, you know, it's easy to label him as eccentric and way out on the left wing and stuff, but the political spectrum has moved so far to the right mm -hmm. that Bernie looks like he's really way, way left and he's more middle. Mm -hmm. And if you don't believe that, you can go back and look at the uh, 1956 uh, Republican platform and what they ran on. It lines up kind of much with mainstream uh, democratic ideas, you know, pro-union, pro-healthcare, pro, you know, I don't forget all the points in there, but yeah. that's where they were back 60 years ago, mm -hmm. you know. And Ted was more Bernie than I was, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, I like how Norway and Sweden and Denmark kind of run their countries socialist democratic I'm going to play devil advocate here I I agree with having uh, free health care I like that idea uh, we've had that on the channel before but uh, so you said you like how like the Nordic countries run their government but do you think that would translate well to a country like the United States who isn't so because Sweden, Norway, Denmark, they're all, it's like a big community. Everybody watches out for each other. While in America, it's more individualized. I want to succeed. I don't care how 
you do in life. So do you really do you think that their systems will translate well to the United States? I think it could. Uh, we just have to, you know, we're fine, you know, after 9-11 or something, oh, we're all united, we're all one, or any um, anything like that challenge, even catastrophe, you know, we're all united, right? Mm -hmm. But when it comes to healthcare and stuff, I think most of us are united in that thought. I mean, who, who wouldn't, who would want someone to suffer because they don't have health care? I mean, it's like clean water or, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that should be basic human needs, you know? Yeah. And but you're not truly free if you're worried about your $10,000, $100,000 hospital bill. Yeah. You know, and that's not freedom. Yeah. And I think they should provide that. Well, even in this country, we don't offer everybody free water. Um, Flint, Michigan still doesn't have clean water. That's true. Uh, so... I, I I I feel like I mean yeah I think that everybody is actually on the same page and they don't want anybody to suffer. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. It's it's kind of like people shouldn't profitize off people's needs, you know. I don't want government making my tennis shoes or my cars mm -hmm. or, you know, the basic human needs that you need to, you know, live a healthy, productive life, you know. Well, we see what happened with the prisons when they prioritize, you know, privatize prisons, yeah. right? It's it's terrible. Yeah. Um, that's a big inequality. I think there's a lot of inequality in the United States uh, economically, socially, racially. So what do you think the biggest injustice right now in our country is well healthcare has got to be right up there i i mean there's so many in the prison system that mm -hmm. that works against minorities in particular you know that's an injustice um the, the black uh, lives matter you know that's and when we hear all lives matter it. yeah that's just it we you, we're not saying all lives don't matter but we don't you haven't walked we haven't had, we've never felt the kind of prejudice that someone of a different color has. I mean, we have friends that have been stopped, one of my black friends, and stopped in her car, you know, and scared to death, and was pulled over by the police, and for no reason, you know. I mean, she was just in Seattle in a bad place, and um, I, I can't imagine that fear of, oh my gosh. Yeah, um... I think that, yeah, so, again, I'm going to play devil advocate here. I, I, I don't think, I want to have a conversation yeah. and like try to propose the other side. So, uh, but, yeah, they say, you know, and when that first came out, they said black lives matter, and I thought, well, yeah, well, all lives matter, you know, but then I start listening more, I, I'm trying to understand, you know, what does mm -hmm. that mean, and. I've really come full circle on that, that, you know, yeah, there's an injustice here that I was kind of ignorant about, yeah. um, to a certain extent, you know, I knew it existed, but my gosh, I mean, how many times do we have to see on the news something? Horrible. Yeah. So, just, it's important that we, too, educate ourselves, you mm -hmm. know, and um, 
not always think that we have the right answer because there's always other views. Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree with that, but, um, so all lives matter or blue lives matter. Do you think that those are positive, positive things or are, do you think that they're just a way to try to take down or distract from actual problems? I think it's a distraction. Do you think it's a distraction? Why do you think that? Well, it's because we see it happening every day with our president. Uh, distraction, and it ha and it works, right? Mm -hmm. If you just if something else comes up, you know, it distracts us from what's happening today. You know, someone was shot in their house or whatever, and then we see something else happen. Well, but what but what happens to the police? And and we know we need the police. There's good police, all of that good stuff. So yeah, I, I think the same way that. I mean, the police, we need police enforcement. We need to, you know, take care of, make sure the laws and stuff are enforced. But at the same time, um, when the Black Lives Matter came out, then we had the Blue Lives Matter come out. And Blue Lives do matter. Um, but the point was, if a police officer gets shot or something, you're going to hear about the they're going to have a parade, they're going to have everything, you know, and rightly so. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that. They shouldn't. Mm -hmm. But if a black gets shot or killed, you wouldn't even hear about it probably if it wasn't for instant videos and cameras now. Uh, yeah, I think... I their th lives don't matter. Yeah. They really don't. Yeah, I think I... Yeah, I think if there wasn't video... God forbid, of George Floyd, we probably wouldn't even know his name. I mean, yeah. I am totally for the thing of there's a problem that we do know his name. He, we, we probably, unless we have, we would have met him, we probably shouldn't know his name. But the problem is we do know his name because he was killed. And I think that other cases like that where not only, uh, are they, the cops not punished, they're let free. Just recently, yeah. uh, well, not, yeah, Breonna Taylor, but, uh, what's his name, Eric, and what's his, Officer Chad, Chad, well, I don't know how to say his name. He just got placed on bail for a million dollars. And, yeah, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. But, and, yeah, so much of us trying to understand the other side, other side you know, like that and I think we all need to get over being offended because someone feels a certain way and maybe try to understand why they feel that way because just being offended because someone's offended isn't making any progress and you we know we're prejudiced I mean I I know I am you know and that's why it's being aware of that and working on it and um, in what ways are you do you think you're prejudiced against other people I feel oh, I think I'm very judgmental of other people. I'm quick quick to say that's wrong. They shouldn't be doing that. Or, geez, if they would have just followed what the cops said, they would, you know, they say put your hands up, you should be putting your hands up. Well, if I'm going to my car, though, to get, I, I don't know. So I'm just trying to step back in and say, don't be so judgmental. There's another side to it. Yeah, uh, I understand that. I, I don't, I mean, you guys are, 
very good example. Well, I, I don't think you guys are prejudiced because you guys, you are family with all, all, everybody of all walks of life, different races, different uh, kind from different countries. Don't even speak the same language as you. You you throw immerse yourself in those that culture. So I really applaud you for that. Um, I think that. Yeah, I think there are, is two sides to every story, and uh, we should really step back and try to understand what everybody's saying before we make a judgment on anybody. And, um, yeah, I think that's a very important. Mm -hmm. I think it's been a blessing that we have, like you said, we have family now from other cultures and mm -hmm. stuff, and that, that's been a learning experience for us and a, and a huge blessing to say just because we do it one way doesn't mean that's the only way and the and it's only the right way because that's how we do it in America because gosh right. you know our, like our daughter-in-law and stuff I mean their lives are totally they live it totally different and they're so happy and so there's not just one right and just like there's not one religion there can't just be one religion you know yeah. So, are you guys really religious people at all? I'm going to say yes, but not structured religious, right? Like, we do not go to church every Sunday. You know, mm -hmm. there was a time we did. Mm -hmm. um, but it's important, and it, it's maybe what has been the one of the, the glue for Ted and I, is that we do have that spirituality that we've leaned on through tough times, you know? So, I'm going to say yeah. I, for me, I'm speaking... Yeah. For me, I, yeah. I think, yes, it's been important in my life. Yeah, I would say, no, I'm not religious, but I'm uh, spiritual. spiritual. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that's something, from my perspective, that everyone has as a human being, you know, have that spirituality about them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's the truth that is within each, each of us, you know, that, you know, right is right, mm -hmm. wrong is wrong. Uh, mm -hmm. And you know, treating people with respect, uh, you know, do unto others as you do, on, you know, have done to you, that type mm -hmm. of uh, thing with different people. Uh, I think we're all people across this whole world are united in that thought as an idea or an ideal that we should hold true. Um, so, uh, to me, that's what kind of unites all humanity. I think today, too, in the car, I don't know if it was you, Ian, or whoever said, maybe it was your dad, but people are basically good, right? I mean, all people are basically good, and we want to do good, and we want to feel like we're contributing, and, you know, and, and I, I believe that's true, and so it doesn't really matter what your religion is, and, and working for, at the convent with the sisters, they've opened my eyes up to Muslims, and, you know, just different different religions and stuff and there's beauty and it's it's kind of a cool thing so there's core values in yeah. almost all the major religions are, you know even atheists and witches have good things right so <laughs> don't when, I, when you say witches i just i recently <laughs> i just watched hocus pocus so that, that's well, the first thing that came to mind so i was like yeah, ah yeah. maybe not yeah. <laughs> i think witches you know i grew up with the idea you know evil people and this and that but later kind of found out they're just more like in the mother earth type stuff and they're not really um, 
Well, and I think you know, it's just like <laughs> even organized religion, there's some really bad people. Yeah, there are. They use religion to justify some of the things that they're doing. So there's good and bad and. Yeah, and you've seen some of the things that were done in the name of Christianity, and it doesn't make you be proud to be a Christian. Yeah. So, so, something we're going to step back from that and talk about something you want to talk about. Uh, the military and how we're, mil- we're usually military-focused in this country. Uh, how do you feel that we... Uh, how do you feel... What do you think the importance of the military is? And do you think that we should maybe be more focused on things like NASA or healthcare or stuff like that to push our country forward. What's your opinion on that? I do. I think we spend way too much money on the military. Um, and it scares me that war, I don't think anything good ever comes from war other than another distraction of, you know, um, I don't. I just. I'm against war, and I'm against the military, and I feel like that money could be used to better the world. And when I hear "Make America Great," whether it's we've got the biggest army and you know we spend zillions and have all this equipment and whatever, I would rather have us focus more on bettering the world, whether it's the Earth, healthcare. I mean, I just feel like our focus has gone. We're just out of balance. Yeah, I think more effort should be made in diplomacy, meaningful diplomacy, Mm -hmm. with respect. Um, uh, The military, um, you know, the budget of that is driven a lot by corporations that make money off the military. And I think that's too much of it. Um, It's it's out of hand that the military, well, Eisenhower warned of it back. 50 years ago, the um, military industrialized complex that will destroy this country if it's not held in check. And so much of our money, our taxes, go to support the military. And I think there's better ways to secure a safe country and a safe world uh, than just having a bunch of military airplanes, tanks, bombs, and then just keep getting the newest and the best and we could try diplomacy, I think, try to work with other countries in a meaningful way. I think that's the way we should focus. We need more money on health care and I feel less on military. What's your opinion? Um it's a tough one for me. Because I I I feel like yeah, we shouldn't be like the police of but also, I don't want a country who doesn't have maybe good values. I don't want a country who maybe doesn't have good core values to maybe step up and take that role. Like, maybe it's not the country itself. I mean, it's the leaders of the country. Is it what I'm afraid of? Like a Vladimir Putin or Xi Jinping, or a Kim Jong-un taking taking that role and 
being the most dominant power in the in the world, where every other country is scared to not follow what they're saying or follow their lead. So that's what I'm afraid of is we're going to be kind of strong-armed into a situation where we're following a basically a dictator and I I don't want that but I, I, I don't know I think that are we spending too much? Yes what is the right number? I don't know yeah, but I feel like there probably is someone out there who has the right idea. So yeah. I don't know what it is. If it's, I'm just gonna throw this out there, but it's upward of 180 or 200 different U.S. bases throughout the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we are the policemen of the world, and I don't know. I know we need to keep law and order in the world. But at the same time, I question: Do you really need that much? influence, you know, and I think maybe a lot of these countries look at the U.S. as, we've seen your past history of how the country, how the U.S. has operated, you know, um, and their influence on other countries, especially like in Latin America, and, mm-hmm. you know, basically making alliances with dictators on the most part to get things back, you know, for U.S. and U.S companies and corporations yeah I agree I, I, I know that happened and but um I think that yes other countries should be skeptical skeptical of us because of our past and we should try to make amends for that but also right now I don't think even with a bad leader we're that bad of a country and we have I think we have our country has good strong core ideals and I think I don't if if we like you say we have 180 to 200 military bases across the world if we say we take all of our military bases out of like Southeast Asia or all of Asia what's stopping say China just taking taking and putting their sphere sphere of influence where and making it like the next eastern bloc where they are that they are just puppet states of China and I think that's what I'm scared of is a a China probably spreading their not well yeah the communist party of china the ccp spreading their influence and and basically doing what they're doing in hong kong where or doing what they're doing with the uyghurs where they're just violating human rights that's what i'm scared of right i'm scared of yeah i'm just scared of that another more concentration camps that's that's what i don't want to happen but is the United States stopping that right now? No. So I think that's a it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys thought on that? This guy has be- uh, is better versed <laughs> on that than I would be, but yeah, I you know I'm kind of maybe a simplistic, but 
the mindset that you want to fight, we'll fight. You want peace, there'll be peace. You know, hate promotes hate. Um, love promotes love. And understanding promotes understanding. And it's, I know it sounds simplistic, but I think that is it, you know. When we try to put our dominance, you know, with our with our military might, and um, you know, I think that rubs a lot of these countries the wrong way, especially when they, you know, like in Latin America when they went in there, you know, and supported these right wing dictators to kill priests and farmers, and that's not that's not. Yeah, I people agree. always revolt off that. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with what they did in places like Panama, uh, that where they propped up basically puppets, where where they can just do whatever they want in the country, is bad. And there's a history of that. And there's a history of that, but we've I think we've learned from what we've done in the past, and I think we've moved forward and. What I'm afraid of is a repeating of that, uh, from in other countries doing the same thing we did. That's what I'm scared of. Yeah. And that's will our military prevent that? I don't really know, but I don't want to be scaling back the military and then, boom, it's happening. Where it's. And I think that's where who who is our president. And do they have the skills to negotiate and build bridges and, you know, and relationships other than just walking around and we've got the biggest military and we'll blow you up? I mean... Yeah. And Ian, I forget this statistic on this, but I, th I think it was like, our military is like 20 times larger than the next military or something. I, mean, I, I could be off on that, but it'd be nice to look that up, but I know it's yeah. way out there. Yeah, I, th I think it's it's... I don't know if it's 20 times, but it is bigger than any other military in the world, and I think, yeah, I think we can't, we should scale it back. Again, who knows how much, uh, and w in what places we should scale it back, so I think we need, if we can, if I can find a plan where it's lined out perfectly, I, I'm totally for that. And, yeah. and I'm not saying do away with the military. Yeah. I, I, I don't think any, I don't. I, I know you're not. <laughs> but yeah, well, it's a, it's an area that needs to be well looked at because uh, there's so many problems that need to be solved in this country that also need addressing. And if we put all the resources to that, it might not be a, enough to help these other causes that mm -hmm. need to be addressed. Um. Yeah. I think other uh, I mean, speaking of other countries, you guys like to travel a lot, mm -hmm. and you guys maybe have a lot of insight on what other people believe in other countries. So, well, you guys would have done a lot of traveling this year, but <laughs> COVID nineteen happened. So, uh, what are your thoughts on how be our our country's handling? Not just our country, maybe even the. Uh, the world is how handling the virus. Well, we'll get start in the United States. We'll start in the United States. Let's start there. I think we've done a very poor job. 
and Cameron, our, our youngest son and his family are in Taiwan and you know our second grandbaby was born in February and we had started planning in distant November, December. We were going to go in March to meet our new grandson. And in January, Cameron started saying, you're not going to be able to come because Taiwan had already locked down in January. Mm -hmm. They were already wearing masks. They were being very careful, you know, like our granddaughter, it's very easy, just wash your hands, wear a mask, and stand six feet back, or whatever it was. And we just, oh, it's just a hoax. Oh, it's just, you know, we just kept putting it off and putting it off until the hospitals were overflowing. You know, it was out of control. And I just think that if we had heard the truth from our leaders at the very beginning and followed what we should have been doing, we wouldn't be like scared now that round two is coming. You know, and t Taiwan was back, Lillian was back in school by what, end of yeah, or April home. maybe? Uh -huh. um, I just think we've done a poor job. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's they had the ability to do that because of how small their country is and how small their population is? Oh, but they're so dense. You know, like if you. I know, I, 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 I'm not actually, I don't right. actually believe this. Yeah, 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 <laughs> this is good, it's good. But uh, no, I think, I think, and when they said you wear a mask, everybody wore a mask. It wasn't like, it's just a farce, I'm not wearing a mask. You know, like when we, today when we go into town, you know, and we got some luck, or yesterday, we actually got some looks because we had masks on from some people, I, I felt. Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen in Taiwan. Everybody just, okay, we all wear the mask because we're all in this together. And what they had forty-five people die out of the whole country. Yeah. So uh, so that's that's and and I don't know even like Italy when they shut down everybody did it. Yeah, they they had very different response than we did. They we never were locked in our homes. So we never it was never like that for us. Yeah. Which I think that shows maybe the ineptitude of our leaders maybe it shows that we're not actually together on in this country and we're, we're selfish <laughs> well when you have the president not really wearing a mask mm -hmm. and basically telling them it's not important and then you have the scientific community saying yes it is important and then you get a divide and no one's united in this we need a leader that would stand up and say no we are the United States, and we are together as one, and we will defeat this by doing this, this, and this. Yeah. There's none of that. There was no plan. I mean, yeah, there is no plan. a lot of the countries put it under, you know, New Zealand, Australia, um, Italy looked like, oh man, they're really bad. They, they clamped it down and got it done. Uh, or South Korea, same thing. A number of them did it and did it right, but we never really... No, you can wear a mask, you don't have to wear a mask, or, you know, so there's no leadership in that at all, in my opinion. Um, I believe that, yeah, our country didn't do a very good job of handling it. I think we, 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 yeah, we just didn't do a very good job, and we could have we could have done more. We should have done more. Our leaders should have been quicker to respond. And once we got, once they knew that there was cases in in the United States, it shouldn't have been brushed over. 
I think that we it should have been a should have been more action. Um, I think the countries like New Zealand did it correctly, where they did they actually did it very well, and I I think that they 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 right when it hit New Zealand they shut down for two weeks. Everybody had money got money in their bank account for that two weeks of pay. And then after that two weeks, masks and social distancing, but they're, they're, I don't think they're allowing people to come in or out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was, it was shut, their country shut down, but inside everybody, it was still going. And they're run by a woman, right? Yeah. I, I don't think it's man versus woman, because like countries with less number of cases, like, I don't know. It's like, it's leaders, but it's also like, some countries have very spaced out populations, like I don't know, like Mongolia. They have very, they have very little, few cases, even though they're like right next to where it started. But it's because like there's like a mile in between everybody. It's like there's everybody's so spread out that they don't. So I don't think it's necessarily a, a woman. I mean, I don't. I, Nothing. She's smart. She did the right thing. Probably, probably one of the smartest leaders. So maybe it is a woman thing. I don't know. <laughs> huh. uh, but yeah, I think there are countries who did it better than us. Did it more correctly. Their leaders were more up to the task, and I wish that our country would have done that. Yeah. And you hear that? Hear it? Hear it all? That, well, it's China's fault. I don't care whose fault it was. It wasn't handled correctly, and yeah. that's the real issue. You know, you don't, I don't know. That's my short opinion on that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Well, where do you guys wish you you would have gone if COVID didn't happen, other than Taiwan? That's where, for me, it would be to Taiwan to see the grandchildren. And then Singapore, where Craig is, because we've never been to Singapore. I really want to go back to Europe, too. I love Europe. And where, do, where, do you, where have you been? We've been to um, Norway and Sweden. Australia, no, Austria. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't, uh, I don't think you're. France, <laughs> Italy. So yeah, Have we've never been to Spain, so I'd like to go to Spain. Espana. Uh, yeah, Spain looks. Got hit hard. Yeah. Recovered pretty well. Uh, I think. I I like I like some countries in Europe. I've I've never been to France. I want to go to France you pretty need bad. To go to France. Uh, yeah, we have some family there. Yeah. Don't speak French though, so that's a problem. You'll get by just fine. We don't speak French. Yeah. Really. Français. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Spain would be a pretty cool place. Portugal would be really nice. Uh, Do you think you'll travel after college? Probably. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. You know, um, just say about traveling, and it is nice meeting, seeing different cultures and how how they live and everything and, you know you know, we've always heard you know what the French are they're rude and snobbish and and we didn't find that at all you know and you know it's just I think some people I don't know why that why that is but they were they were great yeah I, I mean I heard everywhere we've gone people have always treated us you know very well very, well, very uh, you know n- as well, it's not better than here sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, well, I think it's 
not that people are rude, it's you're treating, you probably treated them bad and they're just responding the way, same way. Yeah. Probably. They're just, di- they're just dishing out, or they're just returning what you did, you dished out. Uh, that's probably what rap about, we probably get a bad rap for being Americans. So, I don't know, maybe when I travel I'll just say I'm Canadian and they'll like me better. <laughs> actually, I don't know if it was Cameron or Craig actually did that, I think. Well, was it after 9-11? I don't know. But, they were put Canadian <laughs> flags on their back. Yeah. They're just like, oh, we like you more. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe they did get treated better because of that. They're like, ah, the Canadians, we yeah. like them. Uh, yeah, I, I want to travel. Yeah. I, I want to go to Australia. Have you ever been? We haven't, and our other daughter-in-law, Caroline's from Australia, so we would like to go there, too. Uh, do they go there a lot? They've been mm-hmm. five times, maybe. Probably. They, I think the last the two last, Christmases they've what, been 12, there. 13 years they've been yeah. together? I don't know. 15 years? Her parents live in um, Melbourne, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, I want to go there. Uh, I, well, yeah. some of the country looks really nice. Some of it looks like a desert. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to get lost in the outback, but I think I, I want to go there, check it out. New Zealand seems like a nice country. I want to check that out. Um, yeah. I want to go to, like, Singapore would be a pretty cool place to go. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'd want to, Hong Kong. Have you ever been to Hong Kong? We did. We went to Hong Kong. So, when I worked for the airlines, we got mm-hmm. to travel quite a bit. And we did go to Hong Kong. That was very interesting. Yeah. And sp- when Craig and Caroline lived in uh, Japan, mm-hmm. it wasn't on the top of my list, right? To go to Japan. And we went and we were pleasantly surprised it's really a nice beautiful country yeah i've seen a lot of like videos and stuff on it is actually i think it's like a really cool country like yeah. tokyo and, it, and if you get outside of tokyo i mean i don't know a two-hour train ride it did remind us of the pacific northwest with the green trees and it's lush and the hills and it was and the people were it's so organized even in tokyo where you know there's millions of people going around the streets of it, everybody, nobody pushes, nobody shoves. The trains come and everybody waits orderly and they get on the trains. The trains are so clean. I mean, and we always, and again, I said this earlier, but we've always felt safe. Yeah. Yeah. I, Maybe because uh, they don't have guns. <laughs> that's a topic for another, another day. That's, that's a topic <laughs> for another day. Um, yeah. I, th- I think, I think they have their culture is different than ours too and I think that it's like you show respect to everybody you're, you and I think I think it's just different there but I, I think I'd want to go to Japan because it, it looks like a really nice country I've never actually ridden a train so um, that might be fun that's different that's the difference between the United States and like a lot of other countries where they have trains and stuff and we're just like train you're oh, crazy Train would take forever. Yeah. But they got those bullet trains and. Yeah, they got a tiny country. <laughs> yeah, Cameron, our uh, second son, he uh, went to school at Gonzaga mm-hmm. and then he studied in uh, Florence, Italy for one year. Mm-hmm. And so they made it so they only had to work or go to school four days a week. So they had the three uh, days off for in the weekend. And they, they'd go on every weekend, they'd take off. For, for three days, you know. He went as far country. as uh, Amsterdam one weekend. 
you know, I think he added an extra day, but, you know, just by trains, you know, all over. Yeah, Europe is really connected with trains. I think, I think that's pretty cool. But it is pretty small, so, I mean, it compared to the United States, so, like, I feel like it'd be, it'd be, it'd be fun to, uh, go and check it all out, get on trains, ride trains everywhere, uh, just go to see cities. I've always wanted, I've always wanted to go to, like, see London. Yeah. So we just went, was it two years ago now, I guess, to London for the first time, and it was awesome. Are everybody nice there? there? Mm Mm-hmm. Or are they, like, ah, Americans? No. I mean, they're more, they're more proper, you know? Um, they're very proper, but like the table, when they would set the table settings, everything's very, you know, forks and spoons and dishes. I wasn't quite sure what to use, but but it was, and again, the countryside there was amazing. Like Ted says, when I die, I want to come back as a cow in, in England, you know, I mean, it's just really pretty. Well, it's just the nice rolling hills, and you see all these, you know, um, pastures fenced with, Hedges and hedges, stuff. No and you fences. see cows just up there chewing away, and that's that good life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you can eat your way out to freedom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, traveling is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like I need to travel more. You do. Everybody does. Learning experience. Every, you know, like you said, traveling trains or getting the subway and learning how to do this and different, you know, and it, it challenges you in a lot of different ways. <laughs> But then, too, then I think, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have encouraged Craig and Cameron to travel so much because <laughs> I don't think they'll ever come back to the United States, you know. Yeah. But that sucks, but maybe you'll end up there. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming on. It, it was for, a pleasure. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah, no yeah, problem. Thank you. Uh, thank you for watching. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, and Apple uh, Podcasts. Thank you. Bye.